the name of Jesus, we just come before you, Lord, in this time that we have tonight. Thank you for speaking to us through the word and by your spirit tonight. We praise you, Father. Yes, even though we may walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we're not afraid because our eyes have been lifted and our eyes are upon you tonight. Oh, Lord, we know that in this world there's going to be tests. We know there's going to be troubles. We know that there's going to be disappointments. But, Lord, you told us that in spite of all that, that we could be of good cheer, that we could brighten up. And, Lord, the only way that we know that we could brighten up is by keeping our eyes upon you. Hallelujah. For you are the author and the finisher of our faith. You are the beginner, you are the ending, and you are everywhere in between. And so, Lord, we do what the book of Colossians says to do. Since you be risen with Christ, we set our affection, we set our heart, we set our minds upon you. We have been raised up together with you. So since you are, set your affections on things above not on things of this earth. For you are dead and your life is hid with Christ in God. Thank you, Lord, that as far as this world is concerned, we're dead to sin. We're dead to disease. We're dead to poverty. We proclaim that we are dead to depression in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So I thank you for that lifting tonight. And I thank you for the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. It is vital to have revelation knowledge of him. Of him. Revelation knowledge of him who is love. Amen. So look over at uh, the book of Ephesians chapter 1. And uh, how many of you are believing with me tonight? Ephesians the first chapter. And we notice here in verse 17. Praise God. Of course, this is the, the, the prayer that the Apostle Paul prayed for the church at Ephesus. And this is the prayer that we pray for one another. Because we love one another. And we want God's best for one another. We want God's best, God's plan, God's will to be in complete manifestation in our lives. And and, and so this is a prayer that you pray for yourself. This is a prayer that you pray for one another. You pray for family members and so on. And uh, in Ephesians chapter 1 and in verse... Uh, 16, he says, I cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. Now, notice that word prayers is plural. Amen. So this is a prayer that can be prayed for perpetually, or this is a prayer that can be prayed for or that you can pray on a continual basis. Amen. But I, I also want you to notice that he said, I cease not to give thanks for you. 
You know, I think the more that we give thanks for one another, I believe that the richer our fellowship can get. I believe that the more we give thanks for our brothers and sisters, I believe the more presence of the Lord we're going to see in manifestation in our midst. So he said, I cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you, now notice this, the spirit of wisdom. Amen. Now, how many of you ever heard of the spirit of faith? Amen. The spirit of faith. How about, have you ever heard of the spirit of prayer? It's a wonderful thing when the spirit of prayer hits a congregation. It's a wonderful thing when you individually have the spirit of faith. But oh, it's a great thing, even a greater thing, when a church corporately has the spirit of faith. And so just like there's a spirit of faith and a spirit of prayer, there's a spirit of wisdom. And it comes by the unction of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For the spirit of wisdom, I'm praying, uh, back to verse 17, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Now that, that word knowledge is epinosis. And that word knowledge is an exact intimate knowledge of him. You know, Paul prayed that I may know him and what? The power of his resurrection. Talk about a raising. When you get to know him and the power of his resurrection, you'll live the lifted life. (laughs) Hallelujah. You'll live the lifted life. You'll live the resurrection life. Amen. There's no other way to live in this hour and this day than the resurrection life. Amen. There's so much death around us. There's so many things that are going on in the world. It pays us rich dividends to live the resurrected life. To live as those that have been raised from the dead. Hallelujah. Those that are alive unto God. Those that have been quickened. Amen. Those that who were once dead in trespasses and in sins, but now, thank God, are in the kingdom of God. Those that have been raised up together and made to sit together in heavenly places in Christ. Amen. I'm living and you're living the lifted life. Amen. Now, I saw this the other day as I was uh, driving into church on Tuesday. But I want to pay particular attention to this. The spirit of wisdom and revelation. The spirit of wisdom and revelation. It is vital in this day, in this hour, for us to have ongoing revelation. Knowledge that is revealed to our spirit. It is knowledge beyond the intellect. It is knowledge that gets on the inside of you and changes you and transforms you and directs you and helps you every day of your life. Revelation knowledge is a precious thing. Jesus said to Peter, The flesh and blood did not reveal this unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. 
So Peter had revelation that Jesus was not a Christ, but the Christ, the Son of the living God. Amen. Now, I want you to look at Proverbs chapter 29, and I want to look at verse 18. And I'm going to look at it, first of all, in the King James Version, but I want you to pull it up in the Amplified Classic, if you would. <clears throat> of course, Proverbs 29:18 in the King James says, where there is no vision, uh, that the people perish, that the people perish. Now, in the Amplified Version, and we'll, we'll wait till we can get it up there, it's the Proverbs 29, verse 18, and it's in the AMPC. Notice this. Where there is no vision, and then he defines vision, or a part of vision. Where there is no vision, no redemptive revelation. No redemptive revelation, no vision. No revelation of your redemptive realities. Where there is no vision of who we are in Christ. Where there is no vision of our redemption that we have been given in Christ. Where there is no vision of the reality of our right standing with God, thus us being the righteousness of God in Christ. Where there is no vision, no redemptive revelation of the power that's in the name of Jesus, of the power of the indwelling Spirit. Where there is no redemptive revelation of the Spirit within and the Spirit upon. Where there is no implanted word working in your life thus causing you to know and to see all that you are all that you have and all that you can do in Christ the Bible says the people perish and looked up that word perish the other day and the word perish there means they suffer destruction they suffer destruction it is so easy to go along in our Christian life without revelation. It's possible to come to church week after week, year after year, decade after decade, 20, 30, and 40 years, and have a head full of knowledge, but have a heart that's empty of revelation. And where there is, when that's not happening in a person's life, on a regular basis, it opens the door to the destroyer. In John 10.10, 10, we know what the thief comes to do. That the thief comes to steal and to kill and to destroy. Right? And so, I don't believe that the enemy has a right into a believer's life unless that believer has left the hedge down. Unless that believer for some reason has just kind of gone along through the years as a nominal Christian happy to be in church but no real change. 
But that's not the way it is in this place. And that's not the way it's going to be in your heart or in this church. Redemptive revelation. Now, to in keeping with what I sense for tonight's message, the greatest, one of the greatest revelations that we can have is God's love for us. When we are reminding ourselves on a regular basis just how much He who is love loves me, it literally will change your life forever. It'll kick fear in the rear. That's right, I said it in church. It'll kick fear right in the rear. It'll turn it upside down. It'll chase it outdoors. I'm working on a revelation. You know, I I know God loves me, but I could know it better. Redemptive revelation must be maintained. And then going from maintaining to growth into greater dimensions of knowledge and intimacy of these facts. Amen? So let's look over at First John chapter 4. Hallelujah. First John chapter 4. Revelation knowledge of how much he cares for me. Did you know that He cares for you so much that He doesn't want you carrying cares? Come on, guys. Every one of us have the opportunities in our lives to carry a boatload of them. But I like what Dr. Phil says. How's that working for you? The answer is... It doesn't work for you. It works against you. And we have discovered that love and God is for us. And one of the ways that he has shown us that he is for us is he is our great caretaker. Hallelujah. If you will give him your cares, he'll take them. Amen. I know this is resonating with somebody tonight. Somebody needs to hear that. You need to let it go. You cannot handle the weight of the world on your shoulders. There is another weight that is awaiting you. And it is the weight of glory. It's the weight of his goodness. How you doing, brother? I'm weighed down. Oh, man, you, you're carrying kid. No, I'm, I'm weighed down by the glory of God. For For our light affliction is but for a moment. It is momentary. 
It is temporary. And it worketh for us in exceeding greater weight of glory. Now listen. While we look not. While we look not. While we look not. While we look not. While we're focused not down here or in front of us. While we look not at things which are seen. But while we keep our eyes on the unseen. For that which is seen is temporary. That which is seen is subject to change. A difficult season that you may be going through right now, it is subject to change because it's subject to the Word of God. And now shall my head be lifted up above my enemies. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. Woo, glory to God. Mm. For you are the glory. Woo, and you are the lifter. Parabasana. Pray a little bit tonight. Lifter, lifter, lifter. He's the lifter. <laughs> Glory to God. Who praise the Lord? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. My goodness. I want to make sure I quoted that at least halfway right. In Second Corinthians. Four and verse 16 through 18 says, For which cause we faint not. Come on, somebody. We ain't going to faint. There's days we feel like we're going to faint. But faint, we ain't. <laughs> Amen. Is that right, Imogene? Faint, we ain't. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. For which cause we faint not, but though the outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which, now listen to this, which is but for a moment. It's momentary. It's temporary. Amen. Worketh for us a far more, everyone say, far more, more. exceeding and eternal eternal weight weight of glory. glory. One of the definitions of glory is heavy with everything good. And when that weight of glory is working in you in the midst of a temporary light affliction when that weight of glory is working in you brother and sister you can make it through anything you can make it through anything 
Because the presence of God attends your way. And it strengthens you. Thank you, Lord. And enables you to go through mm-hmm. midnight hours. That's right. Yeah. Yea, though I walk through. Amen. But here again, a big key here is verse 18. While we look not at the things which are seen. I think part of not looking at the things which are seen also includes not talking about those things which are seen. Not giving it the attention that it would love to have. Don't misunderstand me. That does not mean that we don't put our petitions before the Lord and that we don't state what we're standing against. No, no, I'm not talking about that. What I'm talking about as a way of life, if you're going to live in, the, live in this unseen realm and if this weight of glory is going to be upon you strong, you cannot afford to talk the problem day in and day out. While we look not at the things which are seen, but I'm looking for a city. <laughs> Whoo, glory to God. I'm looking for a manifestation. I'm looking for the other side. Come on, somebody. Jesus said, we gone to the other side, so I'm looking for the other side. I got my eyes on the other side. The storm may be raging, the wind may be howling, but I got Jesus in my boat. Glory to God. Is it important what we look at? For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen... They're eternal. Let's lift our hands up and thank Him. Hallelujah. So live not out of your head, but live out of your heart. And invite the greater one to bring greater revelation to you every day. Be prayerful about this. And don't neglect to do it. But regularly, consistently, open your heart to greater revelation. And so the Spirit of the Lord will give you greater sight. And along with greater sight and greater vision, He'll also give you greater insight. in what to do and how to handle situations and circumstances as they come up. That's part of that spirit of wisdom. Say with me, I have the wisdom of God. Place your hand over your heart and say, Oh God, give unto me the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. The eyes of my spirit being flooded with light 
enabling me to see what I need to see. Enabling me to know all that I need to know. And I believe that. And I receive this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Let's go just a little bit further tonight. Look at 1 John chapter 4. The Lord instructed me to instruct the staff on Tuesday morning to pray a hedge of protection around our loved ones. And when I say loved ones, I'm talking about you. We're talking about this church family. Not just members, but everyone who considers themselves to be a part of this family. To, to pray for revelation, for the eyes of all of our hearts to be flooded with light. But the word protection just came real strong up in my spirit. To pray a hedge of protection. A hedge of protection. A hedge of protection. Is not the Lord the great protector? I'm glad he's not the great pretender. He is the great protector. Who watches over his people with loving loving eyes there is not one thing that's hidden from the eyes of the master he knows all of our ways he sees the end from the beginning oh my karaboshanda Protection is available for everyone in this room. Protection on the road. Protection from viruses. Protection from cancers. We're just praying a hedge around everyone. A hedge of protection. A hedge of protection. And so it's very important then that once that hedge is around us, that we don't let it down. Amen. Glory to God. Well, 1 John chapter 4. Verse 16. Say, love, love is lifting us, is lifting us in, this house in this house tonight. tonight. In 1 John chapter 4, beginning in verse 16. Thank you, Jesus. Everyone say, thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Mm-mm-mm. You know what's going to happen in this place? The more conscious we are of His love for us, whew, it's just going to flow through us. 
like a mighty, mighty, mighty river to those that come in this place. Amen? First John chapter 4, verse 16 says this, And we have known and believed the love that God has to us. Another way of saying it is this, I have faith in His love. Say that with me, I have faith in His love for me. Then it goes on to say, God is love, and he that dwells in love dwells in God, and God in him. Herein is our love made perfect, or comes to maturity, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Everyone said, because as he is, so are we in this world. So as he is love, so we are love children, love sons, love daughters flowing in his love. Now verse 18, there is then no fear when we have this revelation of love, where there is no redemptive revelation. There is no fear. But perfect love casteth out fear, like we said earlier, kicks it in the rear. Because, how many of you know that fear is tormenting? There's nothing good about fear. One of the messages in my I Choose series is I'm going to preach a message called I Choose Faith Over Fear. There's no fear in love. There is no fear in God. And God is in you. And there is no fear in you. For God didn't give you a spirit of fear, but of power and a love and of a sound mind. Woo! See, people need to get a revelation of having a sound mind. Because there's so much instability out there that if you get on the wrong channel, even though you're born again, you start thinking wrong and your mind can become unsound. But look at your neighbor and say, not me. I have a sound mind. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear, because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. Now, go quickly back to Ephesians, the third chapter. And we're going to look at verses 14 through 21 in closing tonight. And we're going to believe God for a greater redemptive revelation in all areas so that we will not perish. You know, the Bible says that my people are destroyed for what? A lack of knowledge. A lack of knowledge. Not head knowledge, but revelation knowledge. My people go into captivity because they have no knowledge. Like Brenda just said, no redemptive knowledge. Now, look at Ephesians chapter 3, verses 14 through 21, and I will read it and make a few comments in the Amplified Version. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. Oh, this has seen me through many a month, many a year, just to know how much God loves me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
a revelation of how much he loves you, hallelujah, will take condemnation and it will literally send it down the road. Brother Moore said this, he said, condemnation is the confidence killer. Man, do we need boldness and confidence in this day. Say it with me. I have boldness and confidence from the Lord. So in Ephesians, the third chapter, in verse 14 through 21, in the Amplified Version, let me read it to you. Paul is praying again. Great things happen when we pray. Nothing happens when we don't. For this reason, seeing the greatness of this plan by which we are built together in Christ, I bow my knees before the Father of my Lord Jesus Christ. It's good to do that sometimes. From whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. How many of you know we got kinfolk in heaven? We got brothers and sisters in heaven. Glory to God. And you know what they're waiting for? They're waiting for that time when the family in heaven and earth are going to be joined together. Someone saw a vision up there in heaven and they were having a praise service. And I tell you, they were praising big time up there. Then Jesus came out and started preaching. He says, I'm coming back soon. I'm going to get your kinfolks. I'm going to get your moms. I'm going to get your brothers. I'm going to get your friends. He wasn't teaching that day. He was preaching. (laughs) From whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. That father from whom all fatherhood takes its title and derives its name. May he grant you. May he grant you. We serve a God of grants. (laughs) I said we serve a God of grants. He's gracious to grant us things. May he grant you out of the rich treasury of what? Of his glory. To be strengthened and reinforced with mighty power in the inner man. By the Holy Spirit Himself indwelling your innermost being and even your personality. Woo! When you get a revelation of Him, He can change your personality. He can turn an introvert into an expert. Yeah. May Christ... Pray this with me. May Christ, Christ, through my faith, faith, actually dwell, dwell, settle down, down, make His permanent home in my heart. And I pray pray that I would be rooted rooted deep in love love and found securely on love love, that I may have the power and be strong to apprehend and grasp with all the saints God's devoted people now notice the experience of that love the revelation of that love and the experience of that love oh God what is the breath 
and the length and the height and the depth of it. May I come to know practically through experience for myself the love of Christ which far surpasses mere knowledge without experience. Raise one hand toward heaven and say this, that I may be filled throughout my whole being unto all the fullness of love. May I have the richest measure of your divine presence and become a body wholly filled and flooded with love himself. When you're wholly filled and flooded with love himself, there just ain't no room for anything else. So don't give it any place up here. Keep your eyes on Him. And here's what happens. Now to Him, by in consequence of the action of His power working in us, He's then able to carry out His purpose and do superabundantly far over and above all that we dare ask or think infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, hopes, or dreams. That's something, ain't it? But now notice, that comes from a revelation. Yes, it does. It's not just you using your faith and you saying the right things. This comes as a revelation of the breadth, the length, and the depth, and the height of God's love for you. When you get a hold of that, brothers and sisters, you won't have any problem believing God.